Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast, the podcast where myself and a wide range of guests have a waffle about mental health, life's challenges and those pet hates that really get on our nerves. I'm your host Taylor James, so join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Welcome to another episode of the Waffle Shop Podcast. Today I'm joined by the incredible singer-songwriter and all-round legend, Liam Bailey, welcome to the Waffle Shop. Ain't no sunshine. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, Taylor, mate. How's it going? Going good. How are you? Hello, Taylor. Hello, Taylor. Hello, Taylor. On the Waffle Shop. The Waffle Shop is the Waffle Shop podcast. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like I've just got myself a new intro. <laughs> yeah, you got a little <laughs> little theme so, tune there. How are you doing? Good, mate. Feeling vibe, vibed up. I've got a lot of energy at the moment. Um, good, good. So, yeah, I'm happy. I'm going to launch straight into it. Like, the new music. Yeah. It's, mate, I think, I mean, not to say that you've never sounded that good, but you are sounding better than ever. Where, um, where's this kind of, like, new vibe coming from? Where is it, you know, what's, what's changed from the last ba- time? Basically, I've linked what's changed is um i'm working with a different producer um and i think that because i've had time to think about things and to try things yeah. you know like um with you know i've worked extensively with Salah memi um legendary producer and that was legendary and that was beautiful and that was beautiful and also he's like an uncle to me um you know, we made some great music and then I had my wobble, you know, I've been living life and doing all those. <laughs> Sometimes it a happens. man gets 
carried away when it feels like he should be having his fun. And um, and then I came back to <laughs> try to start getting myself back together. And um, and you know I tried with the EP. I did um, some kind of current vibes. You know, like there's some posh productions on that whole tight EP. But this current music. Um, I'm working with Leon Michaels, who's a producer that I've worked with uh, sporadically throughout the years. Yeah. Uh, Leon produced when yeah. So Leon produced when would they learn? He produced uh, Please Love Me, um, and then uh, he produced um, you know on the album Black Moon and So Down Cold, and they like so I was just like. Leon was, you know what I mean? Like, I, I bailed him around 2016 and I was like, yeah, you know, we need to do some music. <laughs> and he was cool, already, wor- he was working on this, yeah, he was working on this guy called Joe Fox. And so I was like, oh, I, was, I was worried. I thought, oh, he's working on Joe Fox, you know. I know why they put him with him because, you know, his label seen how he works with me. And then, you know, um, yeah, we just got it back together again, man. I went out to his place up in upstate New York, which nice. is in uh, the Hudson, so the Hudson Valley, in a place called Rhinebeck, and um, it's really kind of beautiful. Uh, you know, when you're in the upstate New York along the Hudson River, you can really feel the you know what it might have been like, like. 200 years ago with the native yeah. American, you know, you, 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 back outside, to basics, isn't it? Back yeah. To and like, thing. exactly. And outside, you know, he's got his, his house is right on the train tracks, mate. You couldn't make it up. <sighs> and like, he's gone, you know, he's moved out. I know he's moved out of the city and into upstate New York with his aloe black and Adele money, mean. That's what he's, <laughs> he's got. No he's got some cuts <laughs> on some big records. So, <laughs> So yeah, he's he's up there on on the railway tracks, and then, you know, you look over, you've got that beautiful Hudson River, and then mountains. It's like you've got Scotland and and bloody uh, like beautiful meadows all in the same vicinity. <laughs> it's crazy, like a um, windows background. We just, we just exactly, <laughs> and um, so while I'm there, we're friends as well. We've known each other since two thousand and seven, so. I just think you can hear that in the music. You can hear that we're not, you know, my voice sounds good on it. Um, it sounds wholesome, I think. Definitely. The fight sounds lovely. Yeah. There, there's one, uh, the, I don't think... Don't blame New York as well. The new, the new signal. Right, like... It's, yeah, it yeah. just sounds so kind of right now. Summer, it's... But there's... There's one yeah. line in it that I've got to ask you about, and I, I know I don't know if it, you know, it refers back to kind of your wobble or you know when things are going forward. Yeah. But it's yeah. good things happen when the when your mind's right. Yes, me. Am I right in thinking yes. that that's yeah? <laughs> like yeah, every time that, that's that, on, that it's song, it's like that's the only line that I hear. I'm like, oh, yes, yes, it, it does. Isn't it, isn't it, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes. By me, uh, text. Yeah, my mate from school, my schoolmate Murray, is like one of my oldest friends. He texted me the other day and he was like, good things happen when your mind's right. And then the next text yeah. was like, this song's too bloody repetitive. I've got, I keep just wanting to repeat it. And you know what, mate? That was the vibe. Like, I was in, we was upstate 
and uh, but also we travelled into the city to do a session with the Frighteners, and they're a reggae band from New York, amazing yeah. band. And and the set and the, the session players, we sorry the 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 band members, we did the session with, and um, and then we was recording a lot of stuff, and then out of that we did loads of ideas, and then we started another jam, me and Leon, and it just you know. I had the lyrics, I want you, you love yourself. You know, I want you, think you can tell. I'm so excited, you know me well and all this. And I just had my girlfriend in my head and I've never really written a upbeat love song, positive. Yeah. Like, I'm always a mardy bastard, like, <laughs> I'm a mard arse about it. <laughs> I used to say, I used to say to... I say to people, I'm like, I do Mardi Soul. <laughs> um, now you've said it, you can, I, yeah. I can see more because I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that one, I just, and that lyric, I don't know where it came from, but it was just, it was conviction. Good things happen when your mind's right. Count the Axel blessings, Punch. a future with you. Yeah, it's like we're automatic, real, and it, yeah. So I love that, yeah. And I'm, I'm really made up with a people it's going down well and i think it might last a while i think it's kind of tune where people will play for a few years it's not oh, like no, definitely a really you can tell that song and then you forget about it so that kind of like reggae kind of vibe is that going to filter out throughout the rest of the album like how's that sounding there's like a mix of um like the soul and then the the reggae so there's like i think it's a bit the predominantly rootsy reggae yeah we, you know with a bit of uh, with r&b we've still got like you know the i uh, don't blame new york type of ballad you know it's very soulful and and then um, we've got uh, we've got the song that ends it faded is quite current a bit r&b a little frank ocean-ish mm-hmm. um and i'm really me i'm just you know what me like it's just nice to to be feeling good about your art it's not i can tell you something mate it's rare that I confidently feel good about what I'm doing, and I, and at the moment I'm I'm in that space, so I'm just um, treasuring it while it's here. I think that's the best thing you can do, isn't it? When you are in that kind of good space, is you know just making like running with it, and just you know making the most of. It. I mean, I think you know a lot of you know, even myself, you know, I know a lot of my listeners have been in that headspace where you're having like you know a period of good times, but then you're hit with like one minor inconvenience or a bad day and it's boom it's like mm-hmm. those past two three weeks you know it's, it's as if they haven't happened not. exactly bruv i get i suffer from depression um and you know it's uh it's it's a myth like i used to think that you know oh, the pain is good for writing songs and yeah you know the pain and but you know what that was just i I wasn't, I was in pain, but I was in love with my pain. That was why it was easy to write. About. <laughs> but when you get, the older you get, you know, you just get bored of it and, and, and it really does hinder you like on mm. such a profound level. I've been talking to my mum recently about these things and it's really interesting what the, the, you know, old school is for this because yeah, you know, my mum's like, "Oh, I've never been, I've never been depressed." I'm like, "Oh my god, are you kidding me?" <laughs> like, it's like, you good have, for you. you. Don't call it that in your day. You, just, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
but, but I think it's on the. She's wrong. It's just that they don't call it that. But there were no one really understood it, did they? Like in that kind of generation. And to be fair, like even in you know my generation, I think it's only really now that conversations are being had and people are learning about it. And then, so do you know what I mean? I think we're definitely moving in the right direction, but it it fucking doesn't make it any easier to handle or deal no, with. No, I think, no. And I, I would like to be, uh, I would like that when, um, you know, now that people are starting to become more familiar with me and my music, I don't want to hide as much, but I also want people to be able to keep opening up to me because I get a lot of men that open up to me. That's um, amazing because that's, that's, that's very rare. In it, mate. It's not just where really I uh, don't get me wrong. Like women, women like to t- um, send messages and all that. But me, yeah. I get men that like feel they can. You know, uh, I had a message the other day about from this guy, um, and he just really opened up and he set me off, mate. I started having a cry over, yeah. like you know what I mean. And then I, I was texting him back saying, "Don't set me off." <laughs> but it was beautiful, and I want that to. I want that to carry on. I want to, and so it's it's really all this activity I've been doing over the last couple of weeks is helping me form what I might write about next. Because I'm being more open than I ever have been. Because you've never been able to come and have a conversation with me like this before. I've never really no. done this. So so I want to be that guy now. I want to open up because you know there's more to um, what I do than just the song. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't do, obviously I don't have obviously an incredible singing voice. I mean, I bottled everything up really badly. And to be fair to a certain level, I, you know, I still do. But by me having these kind of conversations with people like yourself, I don't think people realize the impact it's having on me as well, like in a positive way, because it's making me feel like, oh, well, you know what, you know, he's a, you know, like an incredible singer, songwriter, you know, selling out, you know, tours, this and the other. Mm. But he's still feeling the same way that, mm. not the same way, obviously everyone feels things differently, but there's still levels that are the same. Yeah. I think it's and great. Some people, like, if you could just, I always say to, I was saying to my mate today, cut yourself some slack. Cut yourself some slack. Started laughing, (laughs) but you know, um, you know. Sometimes people. I don't know if you're like me, a bit of an overthinker. Oh Jesus Christ! And like, it's sometimes I just go. It's not that deep. It's not that deep. Chill (laughs) out. Like, bro, chill out, me. Like, (laughs) (laughs) do you know what? I'm gonna record that. And every time I feel like that, I'm going to have you shouting at me. It's not that deep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not that deep, mate. Brother, oh my God. Yeah. So oh, have you, have you, um, how, how, how um, have you found this very therapeutic as well then, the exchange in, in experiences? Yeah. I mean, I hate saying this because it sounds so cheesy, but it's genuinely changed my life and the way I think about things and how I used to feel so isolated before isolation, which obviously sounds weird, but I used to think like, Oh, I'm the only one feeling like this. I'm the only one in my situation. And then till, you know, speaking to on this with so many different people from all walks of life, I'm like, Oh, bloody hell. Do you know what? We're all, we're all going through something. We're all, you know, we're all, 
I hate saying that as well, but it's like we're we're all in this together. Do you know what I mean? It's it's about we, being we are honest and, the, and open. Yeah, independently together. Yes. Um, and um, independently together to me means that I have my own identity that I want. I'm not a Brexiteer, by the way. I, I, yeah. be, <laughs> I believe that we are, we are all our own makers and we all are our own gods or our own energy forces. But at the same time, we're independent, but we are together, but we're independent. Yeah. So it's like, I, I want to get to the point now where, you know, I can have conversations with people regardless of their politics. I can do that, yeah. but a lot of people can't do that anymore. No, um, and, it's very serious, and I isn't it, all the time? I can't believe we're still talking about race and LBGT. I can't believe we're still talking about race, LBGT, all these things, uh, but we are. So we have to just embrace it and keep yeah. doing the work. But they're, they're conversations that, and I think for the first time in a very long time, people are listening. Yes. And, you know, I think people are in, really underestimating the power of the younger generation because yeah. they are coming through like thick and fast with their, you know, strong, it's not even strong views. It's, you know, it, they're the right views. They're what mm. should have been said like 10, 15 years ago. So I'm, yeah. I'm really excited. Like my, my sister is one of them. Like, you know, she's mm. incredibly strong-minded you know young woman now and it's mm. it's quite it's quite intimidating at times <laughs> it's because like, i don't mm. know what the hell she's talking about but <laughs> 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 but yeah um, okay cool <laughs> um i've got to ask you like when things get a little bit much and you know things you know get a little bit wobbly like what do you do to mm. take yourself into that kind of you know good headspace i know this sounds really basic bro yeah. yeah and i only do this i do this when i can find the strength to do it but i try and go for a walk no, Honestly, that's, i think bro, it's, it's the impact that has people, people i know they underestimate it bro like just go for a walk yeah and then um but the other thing i do now i try and do i try and have patience i try yeah. and focus on i try and focus on you know, the things in front of me that I don't have to dispute. So I I, I'm lucky. I have a beautiful girlfriend. And, you know, if, if I'm on a tough day, I can look forward to spending time with her. If, 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 if that's not cutting it, maybe, you know, I'm going to go for a walk. Maybe I'll have a Mardi, right, and get <laughs> it out of my system. Yeah. Um, I I try and play the guitar a lot more now when I'm in those positions. I used to just go out and hit the road and, you know, get fucked up, you know, yeah. all the drugs, all the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> and I was good at it, mate. Fucking having it. <laughs> but, uh, but um, you know, and now I just, you know, I like, and I stay in bed sometimes. I know it's not good. But like, I'll try and, I'll, so for example, today, um, I woke up in a good mood, it's good vibes, and then um, had a bit of a vibe killer. Yeah. Like a meeting got cancelled, right? And I don't know why it hit me different. Yeah. And I was like, oh God, and it really bummed me out. And I'm that kind of guy where that could do, that could really ruin my day because sometimes yeah. emotionally I, I can't that. stop. 
yeah. But anyway, I thought, you know what? Take your clothes back off, get back in bed, try and have a So I tried to have a bit of a, I think I got about half an hour. And then I was trying, before that, I was trying to cancel meeting my mate. You know how it is? Yeah. You start trying to cancel <laughs> things. But, you know, I thought, I was lucky today I didn't do it. Today, I don't know why, because some days you just send it and then you... But, yeah. you know, maybe, some, I don't know. So I just It's like that guilt of, like, out. calling in sick, isn't it, at work? Or, like, you know, like, oh, yeah. it's that kind of... The build-up is worse than the actual, like, sending yeah. a message or a you know, calling Exactly. <laughs> Or just doing it, or just yeah. actually going to see your friend. So I went to do that, and that was wicked. And I felt my energy, like I felt I was getting really hyperactive, like because I'm quite. And sometimes for me, that's it's good and everything, but it's like whoa, yeah. like I need to try and calm down, and this is really yeah. intense. And like, so we had a really nice time. And then when I got back here, I was like, whoa, like I put so much energy into doing that, I needed to like. So I just went back to bed for another half an hour and. And then I woke up and I was like, can't quite, I'm not quite right. So I thought, right, go on Facebook Live and sing some songs. Um, got <laughs> myself in a good mood and then came onto Instagram, text you, and now we're doing this. Boom. There we go. Little ray of fucking sunshine, isn't I? So you're telling everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I think that it's, it's, um, it's, it's a weird one, mate, you know. I'm not the best at managing my depression, I won't lie. Um, but I do I don't think there's any right or wrong way of doing this yeah. there. No. Um, there's, there's one thing I've got to ask, and I think it's when I first really heard your voice and became mm -hmm. a fan. And it is still, to this day, one of my favourite songs, and it's obviously Blind Faith. Yes. The Legends Chasing Status. Have you heard the acoustic version? Yeah, that's literally where I was going with it. Oh, right. Sorry. Oh, that's literally where yeah. I was going with it. I was yeah. like, yeah. And it is that, I, obviously I heard it all those years ago and it was, it was brilliant. It was, you know, this huge song. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. I heard the acoustic version and I added mm -hmm. it to like a chill out playlist, which is mm -hmm. obviously music's my coping mechanism. I went back to it recently. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. it was the first, I am a man with a heavy heart. And I was like, yeah. I don't know what it was, but it was like, like it slapped very differently <laughs> this time. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mate, it's um, it's just your voice. <laughs> yeah, it's mad. You know that, right? That was a deep minute that day. Um, that time, mate, was fucking hell. When I look back on how I was yeah. living then, I really was doing the real deal, like um, self-destruction. Like yeah. I was really living, I was really living that life, yeah, yeah. And like, a and then Amy died, bro, right? Uh, and it was yeah, like, and it and it was like, whoa. And I remember I did that. Uh, the Polydor wanted to do an acoustic version, yeah, or I'd done it or whatever. But um, I remember I was in the flat that I was in when I found out Amy died, and. I was just like, you know, I didn't really want to play ball. I just was fucking tired of the record. Well, she was, she was a friend, though, wasn't she, of yours? So, obviously, yeah, it yeah, was going to yeah. have that impact. And she was... She's, she's my biggest go-to. She's like, mm. I... She's... Yeah, I know it sounds really bad, but you know, like, when you hear, like, celebrities and singers dying, it's, it's, mm. it's very sad, but mm. she was the one that I genuinely cried when I heard mm. the news because 
the impact mm. back to black had on me and even like you know like mm. frank and fuck me pumps all mm. those mm. still to this day so mm. and to, you know that's just as a fan but for you knowing that i can't imagine what that would have yeah done. it was it was it was insane and like it was truly insane and and so I remember going to a studio. I don't know if it was before or after, but I pretty much think it was after. And I and I knew the label wanted me to do this pop acoustic version of that song, with, yeah. you know, going like fucking I and all that. No, you can't like, have it like that. <laughs> and I, and I, I was just like, I rang up the I I. I I got the um, law. Uh, I forgot her name now, but the, the cello player. Uh, I met her for the first time that day. My mate Steve gave me a number, Lucy Relton, and um, we got to the studio, and there was no producer there. And the guy was like, "So what we're doing?" I was like, "Well, there's no producer here." He's like, "No." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, well, we're doing it like this then." And I just did it in a really that folky way. Asked her Amazing. to say really emotively and sang it really low because that's what the lyrics sounded like to me. And that was, so it helped me channel, that was my message to the world, I think, at that time, because I can tell you, I loved It's Not The Same, obviously, but there's something yeah. about that time, I wasn't, do, I wasn't where I w wanted to be, I wasn't spending my energies right, and I was on a death wish. And that song, recorded that way, I think was, did more for me in terms of my th like own soul than any kind of album could have done at that time that I would have oh, put wow. out. I didn't want to be honest with myself. The label wouldn't want me to do any real music like that. I was just in a complete, like, you know, I loved, I was very lucky, but at the same time, I wasn't yeah. being true to myself. Like you. this whole, no, like the international man of soul thing is great, but like, I'm a lad from Nottingham. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm, a, I'm, I'm from Cobb. I, I mean, think that like, practice makes us neighbours. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like so, like there was something a bit weird about swanning around Cuba. There's something a bit like there's some. I, I love being yeah. right and, and like, but I just you know, I just felt like that was yeah, nice for really, uh, Yeah, me. I just you know the biggest compliment I had was um, Jack Bruce, who was in a band called Cream uh, with Eric Clapton. He sent me a oh, message yeah. saying me that. Yeah, sent me a message saying that he loved that song, that version. But when the guy that's written Sunshine of My Loves texts you like that, when I found out Amy had died, um, my it was fucked up, right? So that week, yeah, we were supposed to be... Um, on the Saturday, we were supposed to be at a friend of ours' wedding, Nick Shemansky, yeah. who, um, who went on to be the voice and narrative in that film, Amy. So that oh, manager wow. guy, Nick. So me and Amy were supposed to be at his wedding on the Saturday. And we was, me and Amy were talking about possibly doing a song or whatever. But this is what I remember. And oh. I, remember speaking, I remember speaking to her. And, ask, and like, I was surprised that she was going because like, me and her weren't really talking. Like, I weren't really talking to Nick at the time. It was all. And then I was like, are you going? And she'd got a dress up. I'm pretty sure she said she was going. Uh, I think that was like Tuesday or something. And then I remember, yeah, it was like a Thursday. And my mate rang me and he, took, and he was like, oh, you're coming out. We're, we're, we're going. Yeah, yeah, all right then. So he turned up and I, was got, I got the taxi. And then we got in the taxi 
And then I didn't have my phone yet. And I was like, yo, we need to go back and get my phone. Yeah. And then um, Rob was like, nah, nah, you don't need your phone. And I was like, for some reason, I was like, I need my phone. But yeah. I didn't go back and get it, right? So anyway, we goes back to the warehouse part. We goes to his house, his warehouse. So we're just getting on it. And one day turns into another. And then my mate Sarah just walks into the room. She disappeared for a minute. And she walked into the room all quiet and she was like, Liam, can you come here a minute? I was like, yeah. Oh, no. She was like, um, we've apparently, I don't know if this is two bits on the, night, uh, on the news, but Amy's died. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah. I just couldn't, it, honestly, it just bounced off my head, to be yeah. honest with you. And I didn't really know if it was true or not. And I didn't want to confirm it. And I didn't, I didn't want to believe it was my true. Phone. So anyway, I just carried on. And then, and then, you know, it come into like Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to have to do something. I think I'm going to have to yeah. do something about this. And it, it, it was actually true. Oh, mate, it was next. Um, and uh, that feeling, bruv, it was... Um, yeah was different and the journey home because I got the I didn't have my phone so I couldn't book a taxi so I had to get the tube so yeah. I was on the Victoria line and I've never that was weird and I felt like everyone was looking at me and then I couldn't like that you know I would, I clocked out at that point bruv yeah um you know what I mean I just you know it I just went on a bender and that and bruv it was so deep and I didn't know how to compute compute it you know like yeah. just calls and that was my only fear. I was like, I begged there's no missed calls, you know. I begged there's no missed yeah. calls, you know. So um, we didn't get to the wedding in such tragic circumstances. Um, but it was, and the it's, thing it's a huge loss, a huge, not even just, I mean, not even just from like the, like a, a music world point of view, but I imagine from knowing her and, you know, being in her company, like, I mean, I've watched the documentary and I've seen, you know, bits and bobs and so, and it's, you can just tell, like, she was a character. She was, <laughs> I mean, yeah, she was man. the person that you would want to be around. She was funny, you know, like, yeah. honestly, bruv, like, she was legit the funniest person I've ever met. Like, legit, bruv, like, like, if, if she wasn't a singer, yeah. Yeah. Like, I Free swear to God. <laughs> Honestly, I swear to like, because she had that Jewish humor as well, that yeah. wit, you know, that kind of like a bit like um, deadpan. But yeah, it's quite yeah, it's oh, say it's very sharp, isn't it? And very yeah, like, you don't yeah, know, are you like, joking? Should I laugh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and she had balls the size of like she had big, yeah, she had a big pair of balls on her as well. <laughs> so, you know, you know, she she was she was she was tiny. But she had a big yeah. pair of balls on her, so <laughs> it was it really worked. Like the whole thing was just genius. So that kind of scared me, all of that. And you're bringing all this back because you asked me about. I'm really sorry. Like version. I was, I no, was it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good no, for me. I'm it's good. good, for good me. Yeah. But I'm like, it's it good for me to talk about it because I want people to understand. Like I remember, I got a phone call around that time in 2011 in this flat tweak folly, and it was. I'd had so many people bombarding me for interviews about Amy's death. And I just, were, I remember there was one guy rang me and I just started chatting shit. I was, I think I was, you know, and I was like, yeah, yeah, it's all a lie. I never knew her. 
and all of this. And I'm just winding him up. And uh, the next thing, he's on Twitter going, Liam's just been lying. Blah, blah, blah. And I, I was like, there's pictures of me, bruv. Like, and, uh, it, but, you know, this is the state of mind I turned into. I started denying yeah. it to people and stuff. And then, like, and then I went through a phase where no one could just talk to me about it. Like, just don't bring it up in it. Otherwise, it's going to be a problem. And, yeah. But now I'm able to, like, talk about it a bit more positively. Well, mate, I, I'm genuinely taken aback by that because I wasn't, I obviously I knew there was a connection, but I wasn't going to, you know, obviously I wasn't going to break up. I'm, I wanted to talk to you, but mm. hearing what you say and how passionate like you are, you, how you feel about it. And it's a, like, I'm actually like in awe now because mm. like you, you're quite clearly an incredible friend to have. Um, new album. When's it out? Yeah. So November the 13th, now, bruv, on this one, I decided I was going to start opening up on stuff. So there's yeah. a song on there called Ugly, Ugly Truth, yeah. um, which is about um, my experiences. Just a little snapshot of like a statement of what I wanted to say about my childhood with, you know, my family dynamics and so on. Yeah. And, and that was quite good to... to to get off my chest because the other thing that happens when I first came out with my music 10 years ago was that I couldn't really talk about where I came from because I was yeah. so scared of upsetting my mum, you know, and uh, oh, wow. I couldn't talk about the fact that I had a biological dad that I didn't know and one, you know, was wondering about and couldn't talk about all this stuff. And, um, and so now I'm finally touching on it, you know, 10 years later and I've, I've spoken to my mom about issues and opened up to her and so yeah. on, which, uh, I mean, that's, that's going to be, you know, a work in progress, but we're good, me and my mom anyway. Like I love, I adore oh, my mom. I'm one of them, I'm one of them guys that like adores his mom in it. Mate, you know, I'm a massive mommy's boy. I've literally, the past three years, I've literally been by her bedside for 12 hours a day, like making sure she's, is you know, she, talking. Is, is she not well? Um, she had an operation that went horribly wrong. Um, oh. So now, basically, this is where all my journey started. She, I had to become a father figure to my younger sister. But now my mom's in a rehabilitation home, like, learning how to kind of... She's still, like, there. Like, she she should be dead. I know it sounds really hard to hear, wow. but she should wow. not be here. You know, three times a year, at least, I get told she is going to die. So, you know, wow. she's very resilient. She's very strong, yeah. like... She still terrorizes me about five times a day. <laughs> but yeah, I, I can, I'm completely with you. I'm a massive mommy's boy and I'm not, yeah. definitely not afraid to say that. Yeah. And like, so it was difficult for me to break out of the, my own restrictions, you know, and I thought that, you know, my mum was holding me back, but it wasn't. It was me just like not yeah. wanting to upset my mum. And, but so I touched on that song, uh, things with, with uh, Ugly Truth and, you know, as well, just finally doing that full record with Leon, bruv, like, I longed him out, mate, like, we yeah. should have done that from time. You know, I would... It, it only happens be... when it should do, like, when it, yeah. it always happens when the time's right. Mate, like, imagine how I feel, yeah, like, I, I met Leon, yeah, we smashed it, we did Wemonela and all of that, and then I started, signed to a major label and they were chatting shit in my ear going, oh, no, you, should, you know... <laughs> Don't don't work with that with Leon, and then he comes out with "I Need a Dollar" with Aloe Black, and I'm like, oh, like oh, "Oh right, oh yeah, don't I, work with I him." Was like, yeah, <laughs> and then like I'm thinking, right, so I try and sort that situation out. 
So then we end up releasing when we did. I need there. the and dollar, doing, not him. <laughs> and then I got tempted by the. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got tempted, but um, I, I, I had unfinished business with that album because my album that came out to, uh, definitely now, that's a collection of songs that had been re- written from like 2006, seven up to that yeah. point. So it was like a big posh mixtape, really, if I'm honest. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, man. So, but you know, eventually now we've done it. And you know what, mate? The respect that I'm getting is is what I've always wanted. You know, I've never wanted to just be known as the guy that Amy signed. I've wanted to be yeah. known as this guy that makes great records. And, and that's beginning now. And hopefully I can bring everyone with us and with me and you know and it doesn't have to get that deep either <laughs> keep, keep being positive <laughs> um, positive vibes only baby <laughs> you know what i mean so and it's nice man um i've got a few favorites that i'm going to tell you about so don't blame new york's a deep minute um because basically yeah i came up with the title so I moved to New York in 2014 with my yeah. ex-girlfriend. And uh, I, I, I was a right mad ass mate. You know, when you just look like you're negative. I was yeah. negative. I didn't want to be in America. And like, <laughs> I was like, I wasn't feeling it. And like, I really, when I look back, all I wanted to do was just be in London getting fucked with my mates. That was why. Yeah. And my relationship was, it wasn't good with my missus. I had all this on, on stuff that I wasn't dealing with, like that I just touched on with Amy and everything like yeah. that in my past. And, and it just boiled to a point where I went that stupid route and lost my senses and took too many, you know, I'd, I had an overdose basically and uh, ended up in in uh, in A&E or whatever I was in a hospital in New York and I swear to god me it was it was mad because I remember being brought round and being put onto the stretcher into the ambulance and then I remember like going you know that was intense and then I'm in the hospital bed and I think it was the morning and the doctor came in right and he was like I recognize your name I I can't do the american accent and he was like, and he was like, you're Liam Bailey and you've got a song called It's Not the Same. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, wow. he was like, what are you doing here? Why have you t- tried to take, you know? And I was yeah. like, I just felt, I felt stupid, mate. And um, obviously, you know, I, um, you're going to feel stupid and stuff like that. And, but um, it was just a really, really a wake up call for me. And um so I decided, you know, we've got to finish. Me and the missus finished and I booked the flight. I was in the hospital for about two, I think, two nights, I think. Uh, it wouldn't let me out until I'd done an evaluation, like psychological and all yeah. of that. Um, and then um, I got on the Norwegian air and I decided to go posh. I upgraded to um, business <laughs> class flight. <laughs> Treat myself, fuck it, I'm lucky enough to be here. And, uh, <laughs> and um, I remember, yeah, I sat down on that bloody seat and I, I've, I'll never forget it because I found, I was like, oh, Norwegian Air do Wi-Fi on, on board. And I was like, oh. And then I went, don't blame New York, Liam. This is not New York's fault. 
that you're carrying on like this. Mm. You, you brought your bad-minded self here. You, I drunk, yeah. I drunk a bottle, of, a full big liter bottle of tequila that night that ended up taking that overdose. Jeez, guys, I have and one. like, yeah, don't, don't, don't be blaming New York. Like, and it, it, and I got back, and I just always had that line, and I never had the song. And then I did one session, a writing session with my boy Cassell, who's a drummer in the Streets Band. No and, way. Uh, yeah, and I went round. Is mate Casal? Yeah, is a G. Yeah, is this guy? Bro. You're the guy to know. Like you literally <laughs> know everyone. I do, and um, and we just, you know, his bedroom was there, Sam, and we just had a jam in the conservatory, and I just came up, and I just it all came out. Yeah. It's a tragedy unfolding. We could not try find the beauty. No one could lose me. In the swollen times again, then came the dreaded woe. Looked around and I hit the floor. We could try pleading for gold with a high note. Wave goodbye, wave goodbye, wave goodbye, friend. Say goodbye to you. Don't blame New York, my friend. And like, bro, <laughs> it was deep. <laughs> <laughs> it, I just, I just freestyled it and. Um, so I was like, okay, recorded that on my phone and kept it. Like, had that for about, a, oh, had that for like a year, I feel like, just yeah. on my phone. Like, if you ask anyone that knows me, I've got so much shit on my laptop, like phone <laughs> stuff, right? Like, it's like that, that it, the EP that Amy put out was like all laptop recordings and stuff. So anyway, I got to Leon's upstate New York and just, played him that and was like yeah. you know and he just yeah so it's just got all that magic to it this record has and then another song called angel dust yeah and that's a bit mad, it's mad. what's that about it's mad, yeah <laughs> it's about dealing with flip it's about i took a little experiences of dealing with certain like kind of rock and roll women yeah and then certain like experience of like a mate of mine who was literally like, you know when they say a guy is like pussy whipped or whatever, yeah? I know <laughs> yeah. it's not the one to say, but bruv, this guy, we all know yeah, <laughs> he would do anything, bruv. <laughs> like, you know when you see your friend becoming mentally ill because of another person? Yeah. Like, like I, I've even been that guy myself as well. Yeah. And like, I've probably done that to other people as well, let's be real, but... Um, but yeah, so that was a good one. It's got some really good fire lyrics about like being bossed around by a strong woman, you know, like it, I think the line is like, um, what is it? Uh, she done me like she's angel dust. She's always kicking up a fuss. Um, she's crazy doing as crazy does. Bredrin, she is dangerous. She couldn't stop her mental stealth. I'm worried about my mental health. I was going to ask you about their whole kind of touring thing. Like what? What? What's the plan next? Touring is um, well. Apparently, Sunak wants us to eat out to help out, but we're not allowed to sing out to help out. We're not allowed to fucking buy gig tickets. I don't so, get at all. It's insane. Um, it's actually insane as well because if you think about it, mate, the 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 gigging in the music industry of this country is is a big one that festival yeah. circuit so we're hoping they're going to put some festivals on next year um 
So what I've got to do, basically, there's not, we can't gig or anything, but when I am, up for, in a way, it kind of works for me because everyone's just there waiting for music. So I can just yeah. keep going with the music, music, music. And then, and then when the tour starts, uh, you know, I want to be doing France. I want to be do, doing select places in the UK. Uh, I want to go where the love is, basically. Yes. So I want to go to Manchester, Birmingham, London, Nottingham, Glasgow and Cardiff. That's where the love is for yeah. me. And then I want to go France. I want to do, I want to pattern France up, bruv, so hard. My missus <laughs> loves France as well. So it means we can, we can get like, turn the gigs into holidays and that. <laughs> yeah, mate. I like, saw we straight want... through that. <laughs> <laughs> we did one last, last year, yeah. And like, I had to do this like seminar thing for like up and coming music. I don't know what it was. All I know is they said, we can, we've got a hotel in Paris. You can stay in if you want. And I was like, Bring the missus or we got free yeah. holiday. Um, so, so I want more of those holiday gigs where I can take the missus. Um, and make then also, make most of it. you know, and, exactly. And then also the label that I'm signed to is Leon Michael's label, uh, Big Crown. And they want to get me out busy over in America. So the only time I play gigs out in America is of my own accord and with Paloma Faith when I did the East and West Coast with Paloma out there. Oh my so, God. So Massive I'm hoping, fan. yeah, so I'm hoping Paloma, um, I spoke to Paloma the other day, you know, she cracks me up. Let me tell you about this, yeah. What, are so you, I was you on... and Paloma are actually, like, friends? Yeah, mate. Oh, my God, mate, you're going to have to, like, pull some strings for me here. Just, I tell you, I've had a great time on this podcast called, with this like, great guy called Taylor. Oh, God, you'd love it. You'd love it, like, Waffle. Yeah, mate. Um, I was on Facebook the other day, yeah, and her fans, right, she's got some, got some mad fans. And um, one of the, she'd made a, a statement about politics, like Kamala Harris or whatever. Yeah. And, her mate, and, and people were like going, oh, Paloma, you're a sheep. We've really, like, disgusted in your political opinions, all this. So I one went thing on. you cannot as, call Paloma Faith. As a, a sheep. sheep. <laughs> right? And Jesus so I got, on, I got up all in the comments and started bantering her fans going, <laughs> I went, mate, you bought her record, not the other way around, you fucking twat, <laughs> and all this. And she's, I texted to let her know, because I started getting paranoid that I'd been bantering them too, too hard. And it's so she was laughing. Yeah, and so she went and checked, and then she was laughing, going, oh, my God, this is so funny. It's the one thing I really miss. It's not the holidays. Oh, it's not my yeah. family. It's, it's the gigs. Yeah. It's, the, yeah. it's the getting out there. Just that feeling of like, for like that hour or so of not having yeah. a care in the world, a few yeah. beers yeah. and just watching some live music. Yeah. I took it for granted, you know. It's not till this lockdown happened where I was like, bloody hell. Safety yeah, first. It was just lovely. And so I can't wait till we do stuff like that. Safety first, you know what I mean? I'm not one of them dickheads. <laughs> No, I will take a mask out just to make other people feel comfortable. Yeah, no, I'm the same. No, I appreciate that. There's fucking wise words from the man himself. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit lost for words. I'm, it's, it's quite rare that that happens. <laughs> but thank you so much for joining me. I've, I've, I wish you all the best with the album, you know, the singles, the tour, everything. You've genuinely got a, you've got a fan for life in me now. Well, you did anyway, but now even more yeah. so. <laughs> Big up Taylor and hopefully I'll see you in either Cov or Brum. I have genuinely had the best time recording this. 
I am I'm generally my face hurts. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I really cheekbones uh, oh mate i've really enjoyed myself as well it's gone really quickly and i feel like i've met a kindred spirit here definitely keep doing definitely keep doing your positivity mate and keep doing the work and also remember mate you've got to love the struggle as well yeah you've been listening to the waffle shop podcast massive thank you to my special guest this week leon bailey make sure you check out his brand new album ekendeo out in november Don't forget, guys, hit that subscribe button and I will see you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.